Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, everyone. I'm back. Um, Welcome to The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Demi Morgan. Our other co-hosts, they're not going to be here um, only because this was a last-minute decision. So, and I'll get into it a little later, but I decided to restart the podcast. I did it because I'm in such a better place mentally and physically. So, um, what I have been doing is reaching out to different people that I have become friends with within the year that I've been away from the show and asking them if they wanted to be on the show. Some of them are famous. Some of them are not. Um, Well, I don't want to say famous because that sounds braggadocious. Some of them are in the entertainment industry and some are not. So, I... um, got some really great feedback. And at first I told them, hey, I just want you to know I'm going to start the, the my podcast next year. And then a couple of them were like, well, we're free this week. And I'm like, oh, crap. This week meaning um, last week they said it. So um, I sent the email to them about Friday-ish. And so they were saying this week that we're in right now that they were free. So I decided, you know, let's just start let me just start the podcast off again. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, and just really happy. Um, the nervous part is that will it have the same feel? Will it have the same energy? To be honest with you, it probably won't. I have a new format now. So the new format is will be running from, um, except for this year, obviously, but we'll be running from January to April, taking a break over the summer, and then going from September to October, and then taking another break. Reason being is because I felt the show in the previous format was just so, it felt like a chore. It wasn't fun. It wasn't something that all of us wanted to do is something that we kind of fell in line doing and I want to make it fun and I want to make it something we anticipate. Um, so I reached out to Kyle. Um, I'm sure he'll be back, of course. Um, Dallas will definitely be back here and there. But also I have some new um, co-hosts lined up. Two of my friends. So my friend James, who is if you follow me on social media at Real Emmy Morgan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, um, I call him my boo thing. He's going to be a, a guest, and also um, he's actually going to be like a permanent host, sort of. And also my friend Ian, who I love Ian to death. He is somebody that I met online. And we became friends in real life. 
The thing about Ian, and I want everybody to show him 1,000% respect because I do, he is a gay Republican. But the thing about him is he doesn't post his political reviews or, excuse me, political views online. He'll post about, you know, Paris Hilton and people that are Republican and how much he loves the president and how much he loves um, Melania. But he won't post, like, the president doing a good job or this, that, and the other thing. I refuse to let a political figure break up my friendship. And I know some people are going to disagree with me. And I know some people are going to be like, you're crazy. But always keep in mind, Chelsea Clinton and Ivanka Trump have been best friends for decades. If they can be friends, given that their parents hate each other, I can be friends with my friend. And I love him. Hi, Ian. I love you. Um, so, yeah, um, he's going to be um, a guest co-host as much as he wants to be. Um, so the title of this podcast today is called um, Hashtag Trans is Beautiful. And I think I've talked about it in the previous podcast. I definitely talked about it in the previous post. Um, for me, Trans is Beautiful started by Laverne Cox, the um, probably the most famous trans person right now, um, definitely most awarded. She um, created this this hashtag because she wanted to bring to the fact that trans people are not, this is my interpretation of it. There are things in the trans world that are going to be ugly as far as people hating us, people beating us up, people doing certain other things that you know, try to impede our human rights. What she was trying to do was show the positivity. So whenever I put a post, even if it's a selfie of myself and it says trans is beautiful, it's not because I'm being braggadocious, thinking, oh, I'm so hot and sexy. There's just a certain beauty in living your truth. There's a certain honesty And that's more what I'm talking about, not the fact that I think I'm physically gorgeous, because I don't think I'm physically gorgeous. I think I'm attractive. I don't think I'm gorgeous. Um, There's a lot of work to be done on me, which brings me to my update on my transition. So physically, my voice is never going to change. I've already developed my vocal cords, so I've been on... Um, hormones and testosterone blockers for three years because my vocal cords have already changed at the age of 38 when I started. Um, they're there to stay. It's never going to get higher. It's never going to get lower. Maybe it gets just a tiny bit higher. Maybe if you go back to the first show that I did, season one of this podcast, you'll, you'll hear the difference. Maybe it's a little higher, but not significantly. Not like the way when trans men take hormones, no matter what age they are, their voice would deepen. And hormones for both of us, um, trans men and trans women, are a lifelong thing. 
We never stop taking hormones. Once we stop taking hormones, we're done with our transition, and we're going to be transitioning back to the other sex, which we don't want to do. So we're always going to be taking hormones for the rest of our lives. Also, uh, we give up any reproductiveness. So I can't have a period. I can't have a child. I'm at, you would never be surprised how many times I'm asked that. No, I can't. I can't carry a baby. <laughs> so I just wanted that cleared up. Um, also, when you take hormones, um, whichever sex you're transitioning from, obviously for me, I'm going from man to woman. The fat distribution on your body changes as well. So I'm more hippie and I'm carrying weight more in my belly than I do, than I did before. And trans men are the opposite. They carry, um, they carry weight in their upper chest and I think their belly a little bit more, but not as, not as much. Um, but I also, and of course, you know, I'm, I got boobs. Um, also, the hair on my body, it doesn't fall off. It gets thinner and um, grows a little bit slower now. Um, I've actually, as of December 15th, I'm going in for full body laser hair removal, which I am so excited about. Um, it's going to be just one more step in getting to where I want to be in my life, physically at least. Um, I have to work on getting this belly I, gone. I really don't mind having the hips and the boobs, but I really hate having a belly. My metabolism slowed way down when I transitioned. And at first, I wasn't depressed about transitioning. I was just nervous. And when I get nervous, I eat. Not for taste, not for any other reason than I think I've become addicted to food. So, um, yeah, I need to get rid of this belly. Um, But other than that, I like my body. I like how it's developing, getting smoother, um, softer. And, yeah, so that's the physicalness, the verbally verbal changes in my transition. Um, or maybe it's mental. I don't know. Uh, maybe I can lump it together with mental. I'm definitely happier in my life, and I feel more settled. I'm not so worried about what people think about me. Because, again, I know I've said this before. You don't win a prize if you guess that I'm transitioned and you see me on the street. You don't win a prize at all. You don't get points in some sort of contest. If you see somebody that's transgender, whether it's a trans man or a trans woman, it's okay to say to yourself, you know, hey, that person, I think that person is trans. But to say it out loud and to point it out to your friends, why? What's the point? You know, I think everybody is curious. For me, when I see another trans person, um, I do it as a solidarity thing. I smile. And I'm like, finally, I'm not the only one here. And that feels good. Um, 
but I don't out them because I never know. There, there was a, um, a report on Facebook that said this woman, this grandmother, grandmother, so she was biologically female, was mistaken for transgender and locked up in some detention camp or something. I don't know what the full story was. I didn't read it, but I was like, see, this is what happens when you assume. So I just smile a little extra. Um, and then if I get the smile back, then I know, and then they talk and whatever. But anyway, um, before I, I get into more, I just want to clarify. Anyone confused about the difference between a trans woman and a trans man? Well, number one, don't call us transsexuals. That's an out-of-date term. It's more of a clinical term, kind of like homosexuals, transsexuals. But even then, we're called transgender. So a trans man, think of it this way. A trans man is a woman transitioning into a man, not a female transitioning into a male. The reason why there's a distinction is because females have reproductive organs. And males have reproductive organs. It's not necessary that a woman has reproductive organs or a man has reproductive organs. I don't know if that makes any sense. So that's why we stick to the woman-man instead of the male-female. So a trans man is a woman transitioning into a man. So trans man. A trans woman is a man transitioning into a woman, so trans woman. So if you take transition woman, that's where we get it from. I hope that clears things up because when I hear someone say to me that I'm a trans man, I get that they're trying to understand where I'm I'm at in my gender, but it's wrong. So I just want that cleared up. Um, I just wanted to clarify for everybody. So back to my um, my mental transition. I am so much more feisty than I ever was. I'm so unable to hold my tongue in certain situations, whereas before I would let things go, I would let things fester. And now I'm just like, I'm logical about it, but I am quick to say something. And I don't know, even know how to give an example. But I, I just don't – I speak up. And sometimes I try to do it in a joking way so that it doesn't come off offensive. And sometimes I just say it because it needs to be said. But, again, I try not to be – a bitch about it or rude. I do choose my words more carefully than I did before. So, so yeah, that's, um, and um, another part of my transition, the last part that I would like to talk about is um, dating. I am less tolerable to bullshit. I cannot, I, I cannot be had, meaning you know, there there was this guy on online that was trying to talk to me, and I was fine. You know, we were talking, 
And all of a sudden, he asked me for an iTunes card to help his data. And I'm just like, who do you think I am? Like, I'm not an idiot, number one. And number two, I'm not desperate. So I kind of had to tell him off. And, of course, I reported his um, profile because I feel like people like that are spam. They're not real. If you're asking for something, some type of money from someone, and it's not a charity donation because of your medical or, or whatever, I don't mind donating to charities. I do mind donating to people who are selfish. Now, I, I came back with the facts. Like, when I, when I talk to somebody, I ask them so many questions. He had said that he was an engineer. So I asked him, I said, if you're an engineer, why can't you afford your own iTunes card? And he was like, oh, I can't afford it. I just want it now. And I said, well, wait to your next paycheck. And that's when he said, well, can't you give me money for it? And I was, I, I flipped out. I was so pissed off. Um, reason being is because I wanted to talk about before, and this is super personal. I don't mind talking about it. But before I was in such a bad financial situation, I was the type of person that just never had money and constantly overdrafted my account to pay Paul and Mary. And now I'm in such a good financial situation. I don't spend my money on, you know, frivolous things. I'm much more likely to um, do things on sale or for a deal than simply buying full price for anything. And I feel like I feel so much more like an adult than I ever have in my entire life. And it just, yeah, this year has been a huge awakening for me. I think it all started when I changed my living situation in May. I really had to get out of that place. And honestly, I'll be 100% honest, that is the reason I didn't do my podcast. Um, I was in a living situation, and I don't want to give details because I don't want that kind of negativity on this podcast in my life going forward. But I was in a bad living situation, and I just couldn't think of how to get out of it. And when I met my friend, Robbie, who I love. Hi, Robbie. Love you, boo. Um, he actually is the boyfriend of a friend of mine. And Robbie and I started, you know, talking and hanging out. And he's like, you know, I'm moving in with your friend and I need somebody to take over my spot in at my apartment. And I'm like, I will do it. And when I moved here, it was just like, well, I moved back to Dorchester, which I haven't been in a year. I love the convenience of this place because literally I am two blocks from a tea station. Um, It's so convenient to get to the highway. I just, I'm happier. The only two major things. (laughs) Um, I have probably the noisiest neighbors I have ever had in my entire life. Like, the place that I lived at before, the neighbors were a bit noisy. 
But if I told them, you know, hey, you're being lonely, they would, you know, oh, I'm really sorry. They would actually be a little embarrassed. These people upstairs, oh, my God, they are horrible. And it's just, honestly, it's just really one person. This one guy, he is so awful. It's almost like he weighs a thousand pounds. He stomps upstairs like he's on the catwalk of Paris. And he has a cat, which is fine. The cat like scurries along upstairs. But at one point, he was playing his music and his blasting his TV so loud. And he would do it at the most inopportune times, like one in the morning. Him and his friends came in, and they were just so loud. And I don't know if it's right to do this, but the act of taking off your shoes, it was almost like he took off his shoes and threw it in the air and landed on the floor. So finally I had had enough. Like I said, you know, speak up, speak up. So I, I spoke up to the landlord, and he was like, oh, I'll talk to him. He he did. The guy came back to the landlord and said, whatever I do in my apartment is my business. I was like, are you kidding me? That's his response? He said, okay. Kept doing it, kept doing it. Then I went back to the landlord. I'm like, you've got to do something. Here are a couple of recordings that I have of this guy. He was too, too loud. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, let me talk to him. He's a little bit better now, but uh, I just, I can't get over just how rude he was. And every time I see him in the hallway, he's like, hi. And I say not one word to him. I'm such a bitch because I just feel he was so disrespectful. And he kind of still is. I mean, it's like the man doesn't have grip on his fingers. He drops everything on the floor. I think it's on purpose. And don't get me started on the fact that this guy, every day that I'm home, sometimes I sleep out at my sister's. Every day that I'm home, this guy is home in his room, blasting his music. Get earphones. Like, I would be embarrassed if somebody said to me, hey, you're being really loud in your apartment. I'd be, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I would definitely change my behavior. In fact, when I come into my house, whether I have heels on or whether I have, like, rubber sole shoes, I take off my shoes and put on my slippers immediately. And then I can walk through my house. But this guy is so selfish, and, I, and he stays in his room. He doesn't even, like, go in the other areas of his house. He stays in his room, blasting his music, and I'm just like, ugh. But again, um, I had the landlord talk to him. The landlord actually physically had a device that, um, and it, it got down to this, a device that measured decibels. And he's like, you can have your music up this much. Anything over that, you can get evicted for. So he's been really good so far. But Jesus, like, I, I can't even imagine the audacity of being that bold, you know? But literally, this man goes nowhere, does nothing. And I think I see why. He probably is just a miserable person 
That's why he stays in and tries to annoy me, but whatever. That's his bag, not mine. Um, anyway, um, and then the other thing, God, I hate admitting this. Um, I have a roommate who I think now she's trying, but she's kind of selfish um, and loud. She, she talks so loud. And I want you to do something for me. Notice the next time you close the microwave door. I, my bedroom is by the kitchen, and she slams the microwave door so loud. And I notice that people at work do it, too. They just slam it shut. And I've asked her, you know, hey, could you please try not to slam the microwave door? And she's like, I'm sorry that you think I do that. My my bedroom's by the kitchen, too. I'm like, eh, okay. Um, I close it. I don't slam it. So just just notice next time. It's a pet peeve of mine. Um, given those two things, I'm going to tell you right now, I will take both of those to what I had to deal with at my former residence. I mean, it was, my former residence was way worse than that. So I will take that, those two bad things over what I had to deal with, honestly. But, um, yeah, I just, I mention it because I just feel like people should be a little bit more respectful. That's all. Um, Be respectful of your neighbors, respectful of your surroundings. That's all. So, um, next I want to talk about my books. Um, I'm still working on my third book, The It Girl. I've completed my first book, The Ice Princess. I've completed my second book, The Family Portraits. The Ice Princess, I finally completed it and went through the process of putting it into iUniverse. iUniverse is a um, a publishing, um, a book publishing company. What they do is they, I paid them $1,900. They took my book. They gave it an edit for the story. Um, they really did a great job of editing it for me, and I, I took their suggestions to heart. They gave me a custom cover. They gave me a book return policy. And what a book return policy is, with that policy on your book, I can now go to Barnes & Noble, to other bookstores, even Walmart, anywhere that sells books, I can go to them and say, hey, I have a book return policy on my book. What that means is, let's say Barnes & Noble buys a 1,000 of my books. I get the royalties. They only sell 100, and they want to send back the 900. I don't lose my royalties off that 900. They can just send back the unused 900 to the publisher. So they're returning those books. Every single book in stores has to have that book return policy. So that was part of my package for iUniverse. Um, they also did a fabulous job with my um, cover text. It was, it's just been a good experience. I just, I'm so excited and happy for my future now. My, my book, um, The Ice Princess, was the first one that I put this 
um, through. I will do it for my other books going forward. Uh, I still can sell my books myself, but obviously with the new information. Um, new information meaning the new cover art and all that stuff. Um, if you see my um, new book cover, it's you have to turn your head to the side, but it's a um, it's a heart made of ice melting, and the thing at the bottom is just a reflection of it. And I think <laughs> I think some people you have to like turn your head to the left a little to see the heart. Um, my friend, my friend thought it was a pacifier. But I'm like, hello, it's called the Ice Princess. What do you think that is? But anyway, she's funny. Um, but yeah, it's it the the first book. It just it came out exactly the way I wanted it to. It's so perfect. I'm so so pleased with it. Um, yeah, it's gonna be on sale. I mean, it's still it is on sale currently, but I'm gonna. I'm working on getting it back through iTunes because I had to take it off all those uh, platforms and now I have to re um, reestablish it back. So I'm working on that. That should be done by the end of this month, um, maybe sooner, hopefully. And then, like I said, next year, I'm going to do um, my other book, The Family Portraits, which is complete. And then once I complete The Ice Princess, or the, um, excuse me, The It Girl, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. The scary part, I think, um, and I was talking to my therapist about this, to be honest with you. I think I'm not alone when I say this, so I don't mind talking about it. I think part of me is scared of success. Like, I know something. Let me back up. So when I was younger, I always wanted to be a girl. And at 38, December 1st, actually, in 2014, I made the decision that I was going to take the steps to transition. On December 2nd, 2014, I actually made the, um, I, I started the process of telling people, of talking to um, medical professionals. So December 2nd was my actual coming out. So kind of a celebration. Another reason why trans is beautiful is the hashtag title. Um, but my point is I want my dream life when I was a kid was to be a girl, to get married, to have kids, to be in movies and TV. So I thought one of those things. Um, well, two now, sorry. Two things. Um, I have my book, and I'm a trans woman, openly. I'm going to try and work on, you know, the relationship thing. But more importantly, what I'm hoping is that these books that I'm writing, number one, generates enough revenue so I can start making my own money and start my own film. But number two, and this is, something that I didn't anticipate when I first started. I was just really thinking of myself selfishly. I really hope that more transgender literature comes out 
I'm not talking about like softcore porn. I'm not talking about like romance novels. I'm talking about fiction where we have transgender characters being featured. Having said that, this entire time that I started writing my book, since 2011, since I published it, I started coming up with different characters in TV and film that I could play myself or that I can have other people play. Now, of course, at first, it was all about me and I was creating like all these roles that I could play. But with trans people coming out left and right in the entertainment industry every single day, I can't help but create roles for them too. I've come to a sense of community that I've never had before. And I really, really, really love to support my friends that are trans and the people in the industry that are trans as well. And can't wait to get to Hollywood and be able to help support other people. Again, not just myself, because obviously, you know, I want to make money and be financially secure and have rules and impact the community and all that good stuff. I want to be the change that I want to see. Yes, that's important. But I also want to help my brothers and sisters that are transgender, because I think it's so important to have that sense of community that I've never had in my life. It's still a struggle for me when I see another black person to smile at them because I feel like I'm being judged still. And it's sad to be that way. The people in my family are so supportive. Don't get me wrong. But then outside that, my black friends, my friends of color, they're supportive too. But the strangers of color, I still get the look. I still get the judgment. And it pisses me off. It pisses me off that people of color don't support LGBTQIA people because they know what it's like to be oppressed. They know what it's like to be made fun of for something they can't control. As a trans woman, I can't control the fact that I'm trans. It wasn't something I I, I learned. It's something I I always knew. So that means I was born with it. I'm sorry. I, I, I never felt like a gay man. I never felt like I never even felt comfortable having gay sex. I'll get that real. And it's not that I think gay sex is wrong. It was just wrong for me. I didn't, I, I didn't feel this is something that I should be doing. It feels wrong, you know, Um, not wrong in the sense of like holy, but just wrong. Like my body doesn't, I don't feel you know, like how you're supposed to feel when you have sex. And I almost felt like a chore. So I actually became single and celibate um, August 2011 after my last boyfriend. Because I just, I didn't even know I was in a transition back then. I just knew that I didn't want to have sex with anybody that I didn't love. Um, which makes me a demisexual, so I've learned since. But now it's like I definitely want to have sex with somebody that I'm in a committed relationship with. 
or have strong feelings for, not just because I'm horny, because horniness can come and go. But knowing that you're in a intimate relationship with somebody that you have feelings for, that is powerful. And I think now having sex, even though I haven't had my, my surgery, I think it would be completely different than being a gay man, you know. Um, I'm still in the middle of my transition, and I'm hoping that my surgery will um, either be next year or the following. I don't want to push it out to 2021. The reason why I say either next year or the following is because I do need to have electrolysis, and I'm so afraid of electrolysis. Um, I need to do it, but um, you have to have electrolysis in in that area because when they do the surgery, they don't want hair growing in there. So, and it's expensive. Even that tiny area where they're going to do the surgery is expensive. So I I need to do it. Um, so I'll probably do it next year. Um, but. Yeah, I just, um, I want to take my time, too. It's not that I'm not ready. It's not that I'm scared to have the surgery. I just want to make sure that when I do, I will not be depressed about my life. I will feel good about myself, and afterwards, it's going to be even better. And I don't really know how to explain it. It's almost like somebody knowing that they want gastric bypass surgery. I mean, this is the closest I can get it. Knowing that you're going to have gastric bypass surgery, but also preparing yourself mentally for it. I feel like people in this day and age especially do things to change their bodies, but they don't think about the mental change that comes. You know, like the guys that get really buff and that spend like six hours in the gym to get, their bodies exactly the way they want. They never spend time on the mental. You know what? Let me back up. I can't, I can't say never because some probably do. But the ones that I've encountered, some of them have not. There is this one guy. His name is um, on Instagram, the Get, wait, I think it's the Get Real Fresh. He's a barber in New Jersey. You can tell that this guy spent significant time working on his inside before he worked on his outside. He has got the most perfect butt I have ever seen on a human being. So gorgeous. He's, um, I think he's Puerto Rican. He is just the most beautiful man I've ever seen. He used to, he's 5'9", and I guess he used to weigh over 200 pounds and He's got a baby mama. He's been with forever. He has a daughter. But you can just tell from the way, the things he posts and what he says in his captions that this is a deep guy. He's not like this, like, he's not your typical muscle-bound guy that's showing off his body. He's just a, such a deep person, and I just really, I love his posts. He had this one post, and I have to apologize for him on behalf of the LGBTQIA community. 
his one post in his story, it had said, um, ask me a question. And he, what happens is on Instagram, if you ask people a question, they can use that question. And the, the question, the answer, or the, sorry, let me back. The question that you use gets posted on the story. And then he can either do a video or a post to respond as an answer. I want to say like six people asked him if he was gay. And I was so offended for him. He didn't care. He's like, you know, my mom's lesbian. I don't care. I've always been around gay people. I'm not offended, but guys, I'm not gay. I've been with my baby's mama forever. I have a daughter. I don't cheat. You know, I don't know why you guys keep asking me that. And it just, I, it broke my heart. He dresses nice. He knows he has a nice butt, so he shows it off sometimes. He loves compliments but he's not, like, conceited about it. And it just killed me that he had to even answer those questions. And it's funny because if he had gone off like normal people of color do and, and said homophobic stuff, people would roast him. But not one of those people apologized for asking him that question. Like, how dare you? I just, oh, it irks me when people do that. In the 90s, he had been called metrosexual, and no one would question his sexuality. But today, oh, you're an undercover brother, and oh, it just, Juan, that's his name. Juan, I am sorry people were doing that to you. They shouldn't ask me that. I, I apologize. I just, I apologize on behalf of the entire community. And thank you for being an ally. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for getting on that guy who said that nasty thing to me um, last year. I know you probably don't remember, but this guy said something nasty to me on your page and you got after him and I appreciate that. Thank you. Anyway. Um, yes, I don't know where I was going with that tangent. <laughs> but um, something else that happened during my transition is I've become very appreciative of the people around me. I think at first when I transitioned, I immediately transitioned and then wanted to date. And I've scaled back on the dating part of it. And I've really become very appreciative, excuse me, of the people around me, my friends, my family, my coworkers, um, coworkers. I realized I didn't pluralize that. Um, We've come a long way in three years. There are people that, especially at my job, my job, I work in a utility company, and most of the people are guys, guys. You know, these guys, they just, they're married, they're dating, they have kids, they work outside. They're guys, guys. You know, they wear steel-toed boots. Some of them work out all the time, complete guys, guys. So for them to accept me and say, hey, Emily, how's it going? And talk to me. This is huge. Five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, if you talk to a gay person, if you talk to a trans person, people assume that you are dating them. That's the only reason why you would talk to them. You can't be friendly to us. People will assume that something's going on there, something little fishy is going on. Why are you talking to them? I've gotten a hug 
I've gotten, oh, that's a nice outfit, without it being sexual. Like, this is so amazing how we've progressed, at least in my life. I have been so fortunate in my transition that all good things have been happening. Let me knock on wood three times. Um, (laughs) I'm very superstitious. So I just, I feel like a little bit of survivor's guilt almost because I got something, um, something popped up in my timeline on Facebook reminding me of this trans teen who killed herself because she didn't think, I think it was Lila, oh, I can't remember her name. I'm going to find it. Um, it popped up a couple of days ago and I'm just remembering it. She killed herself because she, she felt she was trans, but she didn't feel like anybody would love her, including her parents. And I mentioned the reason why it sticks out in my mind is because I don't know if any of you have seen the post where this trans girl, trans teen is on the toilet and the adults in the school unlock the, the stall on her and are standing right there as she's doing her business. The reason why the two come into place in my mind is because all that self-acceptance from us as trans people start with our parents. Most of us don't come out because we're scared of what our parents are going to say. Yeah, we, we definitely think about our friends and family, but that's the first thought that comes to our mind. What, is our, what are our parents going to say? You don't have parents that love and support you like this girl that killed herself did. That's where you're going to end up too. You're going to end up dead because you're going to feel like I'm not, we automatically assume people at our schools or at our work are going to hate us. We automatically assume that. But when you're a teen, you have to have some sort of of safe place. And for us, it would have to be our homes. It has to be our bedrooms. And if we come home to hostility and then go to school or work in hostility, that's too much for us to deal with. We can't. We need one thing to go right. So I'm reading the comments. And I'm getting fired up because the people that are commenting, first of all, is mostly men of color. Then it's like the homophobic white men. So finally, I had to say it to someone. This guy, he had a picture. His main photo was him, his wife, and the kids. And I said, what if one of your kids comes home and says that they're trans or said that they were gay? And the adults unlock the stalls to them. I hope neither one of your kids goes through that because guess what? They're going to have unsupportive parents, and probably they're going to want to kill themselves because they're getting bullied in school by the teachers, bullied in school by the kids, and then bullied at home by their parents. I pray your kids never come out as LGBTQ. I pray it never happens. That guy did not respond to me because that's the truth. And then there was this one lady who, she was a black woman, she said, I was very against the gay community. I was very against the trans community. And then I met this boy. His name is Nick, and he is the most wonderful man. I found out he was gay. He's such a good friend. 
I had to change my views. I still don't know about trans people, but I'm supportive. So what these people did to this teen girl is disgusting. And she totally said what you would want somebody who is ignorant to learn. And I just don't understand why we just can't mind our own goddamn business. When I'm in the bathroom publicly, I don't care who's in the stall next to me. In fact, I would rather you stay a stall away from me because I feel like being a stall next to me is way too close. But I don't get why people have such a problem with that. Why do you have a problem if a trans person takes a piss or a dump near you in the public stall? First of all, this has been happening for years, decades, eons. So why it's a problem now, I don't know. Secondly, you're focused in on a trans person going to the bathroom in a single stall, minding their own business, but you're not, you're not paying attention to the 28-year-old man who performed oral sex on a three-year-old in a church. You're letting pedophiles run amok because you're worried about trans people taking the piss. And get your whole life together. I just, I'll never understand it. And actually, I told the story to a couple of my friends at work who aren't on Facebook. I've never seen them mad. One of my friends, Bianca, who is on Facebook, she saw the story and she was livid. My other friend, Jamie, she was so mad, she almost started crying. Stop worrying about trans people. Worry about your own self. Um, again, knock on wood three times, I haven't had to deal with that, thank God. But I think if I, I think if somebody did say, do that to me, the people around me and the people in the other stalls would say something. I have a feeling like Massachusetts is very liberal and it's really hard for people in Massachusetts to hold their tongue. So I have a feeling someone would say something in my defense. But in um, getting back to how I originally started this topic, me being appreciative of my time with my friends and family also got me to thinking about the people in my life that I met and I lost touch with. And I ended up actually reconnecting to childhood friends. And that has been so awesome. First of all, they've been accepting again, which is cool. But number two, like thinking about my friendships that I've had since I was 10 years old, it's almost like our li- once we got caught up with what we're doing now, our lives are, our, our friendship is just like, back and I get to talk to them on the regular I just I really love my life I'm so happy and I can't wait to see what's next I really can't because um things are just going great um I have about seven minutes left of this podcast um yeah so I just wanted to let you guys know that like I said um there's going to be a new format. So it's going to be, Jan- like I said before, January to April and then um, September and October. Also, the format for the show will be on Sundays. We'll have a panel discussion, except for obviously this Sunday, because um, it's just me hosting. 
But the rest of the week will be interviews. So I have some upcoming interviews. I'm actually going to try to get the real Jeff French on the show to talk to him. He's got an interesting life. Um, he posts about it. He's, he's an interesting dude, and I really, I really feel like he would be a great interview. Um, most of the people I have become, like, social media friends with have been through Instagram. There's this one guy. I, his story is unbelievable. If you want to hear a story of coming back from the brink of hell, you have to tune into that. Actually, that's coming up on Thursday. I cannot wait to talk to him. He, he actually came out with his story on Instagram, and I was in tears the whole time. I mean, he is just such a wonderful kid, and he turned his life around so much. He went from being a frat boy, being a party boy, you know, drugs. Then he went, he actually went to jail. And he came back, and now he's into music, and he really turned his life around. And I'm just so proud to know him. He's such a good dude. Um, always posting about positivity and love. He's such a good dude. I can't wait to talk to him. Um, I'm going to try to have some non-famous people on. Um, oh, oh, I did it again. Some people not in the industry. I, I got to stop saying non-famous. Um, yeah, there's a couple of friends that have just wonderful stories that once you get once you hear their stories, you're gonna be so inspired. Um, yeah, I can't I, I just can't wait to see how this show pans out. It's just gonna be awesome. As I said before, I'm gonna um do this show the rest of this month and then also into January. So it's gonna be from this month until April. And if you guys have any suggestions of people that I should have on the show, definitely let me know. If you guys ever want to tell your story and come on the show, that's cool too. Um, But yeah, I really look forward to um, this show and I'm, I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with getting to know people and and hearing how they've overcome things. And, you know, you may be at home thinking, I don't know, my life is boring. I thought the same way about my life. I'll be 100% honest with you. And yet everybody keeps telling me, you know, when are you going to redo the podcast? I love hearing about your life. And I'm like, really? I'm boring. Maybe to other people you're not boring. So just think about that. Um. Yeah, but thank you so much for sticking with me. Thank you to the new listeners. Thank you to the listeners that have been here since day one. I love you guys. You can always talk to me, reach out to me at Real Emmy Morgan on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat. I will let you know on my Snapchat, I do the silliest thing. It's most basic. I, I do a bunch of filters a day. And that's really it. I just, like, I don't know. I want to keep my Snapchat silly. Um, I'll send out the link on my social media where you can buy the books when they'll be available. Um, Hopefully, if I can get the book into Barnes & Noble stores, 
I will be doing a book tour. That's something I really, really, really want to do. I want to be able to meet people and talk to people and hear their stories and see their faces and give them hugs. And, um, yeah, so that's to come, hopefully. And also you can follow the show at The Spill Tea on Facebook and also on Twitter. That's all I have for today. Love you guys. Again, thank you so much for your support. I will be talking to you soon. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.